Tech Industry Podcast, and I'm David Andrew Let's dig in. Today I'm chatting with President, CEO, and co-founder of BAM Basher, DiCarlos Garrison. How are you today, DiCarlos? I'm great, Dave. Thanks for having me on board. Yeah, thanks so much for joining me today. So, for those who don't know, what is BAM Basher and how does it help musicians? Uh, well, BAM Basher actually teaches the, the artists and the people the music business in itself. Um, we always feel that, you know, uh, artists are, you know, undiscovered not from lack of effort, but more of sort of lack of knowledge. Uh, and so with that being said, you know, our goal is to educate them on the process uh, to be successful, uh, whatever they determine success to be in this industry. That's fantastic. And you make a great point, which is that a lot of musicians do work hard to get noticed, but what sort of knowledge are they lacking to get noticed? Actually come down to most of the lingo part, right? Of understanding uh, where the money is and how split sheets work and publishing work and how you sing licensing and how you make money off your music. Uh, I think it's more of they understand that you can make money, but I think it's more to a point of how to make money is kind of throwing them off and getting comfortable with that lingo. What makes the music industry so complex? Why do so many musicians struggle to find traction? With that being said, I think it's a, a couple of variables. Um, like right now, it's so many opportunities to be in the music business. Uh, there's so many ways to get your music out on the outlet. Uh, so whether back in the day where it wasn't that many outlets and the only way to really be heard or be seen was to get signed with a label, and the label kind of like, you know, was like the dam, right? So they only let a small amount of water through or artists through, you know, to actually get into the industry. Now there's no, you know, barrier, no no dam. It's just an open flow, and now it's just flooded. So now it's a whole lot more to be noticed, easier to be in the music business, but to be noticed and have a career is harder. What are some variables that make it harder for musicians right now? Uh, I guess the separation, right, is the fact that I think artists don't understand the value of, of their data. It's one. And the second part, the other barrier, I believe, is that the fact that there's no a and of artists. There's no development of the artists. So therefore, they kind of like develop themselves. And they kind of like seem to just, to, in my opinion, they seem to just, oh, this sound is working, so let me do this sound, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and not saying that copycat styles haven't been happening um, a lot regardless, uh, but back in the day, it just wasn't tolerated. Now it seems to be okay to sound like somebody else because mm-hmm. there's so many people. And so fans uh, eventually become a fan of the sound, not a fan of the artist. And to your point, like 30, 40 years ago, you might have heard of development deals in which labels sort of took a chance on artists and gave them an opportunity to grow into what they saw the potential of them becoming. But today, you basically have to have a crafted image and brand and talent, experience, skill, knowledge, the whole works, if you ever expect to be signed by labels, which isn't necessarily the best thing to aspire to for artists today some may still choose that route but there are so many great 
opportunities for independence today as well, don't you think? Oh, definitely. And, and, and Bam Basher is definitely, um, we consider ourselves, we're, we're not anti-major or, you know, pro-indie. We're just like, we want you to make the best decision for yourself. So it's therefore on Bam Basher, if you decide to, I want to stay independent, and then we have tools in place that will support your effort and how to give you some of the tools the major labels are using right now with their artists. But if you choose that you want to actually be signed to a label, then that's okay too. We want to make sure we prepare you for that process as well. So in hindsight that we do have elements on our site that will teach you, you know, a and R how to develop your sound and how to actually figure out where you're going and how many shows it takes to be successful and things like that. That's great. Thanks for clarifying that. Why is it important for musicians to understand the business side of music? Oh man. Um, because at the end of the day, that's really how you feed your family, mm-hmm. right? Like, you, you know, we spend so much time on our art, developing our art. Why wouldn't you spend just as much or not more time on the business side so you can benefit from your art? Because everybody else is going to benefit from your art. Why shouldn't you? So true, because you could blindly create and keep making more and keep making more without any regards to the art and how it's being monetized. And pretty soon you could be in a position where you're exploited, perhaps by a third party company or potentially a label or manager or something like that. So it's really good to be in control, I think, of your music and what you do with it. Is it possible for every musician to achieve their desired level of success given the right circumstances? To me, I, I feel yes. Like everybody's not going to be Madonna, Beyonce, or any of these huge celebrities, stars right now, right? Mm-hmm. It's only a certain few that's going to have that kind of breakout success, right? Uh, where they can do all those things. But if you can make, and you can, you can make six figures as a, just a touring musician or a touring artist. You know, you can make enough to feed your family, pay your bills, or have some nice vacations and get paid to do what you love to do. So, yes, I, I, I definitely believe that because I think success is based on the person, not what everybody else thinks, you know. And I think a lot of artists would be surprised to hear that, that you could go on the road and make six figures. It sounds like some pie in the sky dream, but you and I know that it isn't. And there are artists out there that have proven themselves and shown that it is possible to do that very thing. And using some of the tools that you have would certainly assist in that process, which is what I love. Yes, definitely. Definitely. And, and, and that's what we kind of designed it for. Like it, the, the funny part is that when we self design it, we didn't design it for the mega star. We designed it for that everyday working artist that had the dream that's still working a nine to five, but every evening or every weekend, they're finding somewhere to gig and just to play. You know what I mean? So if we can find a way to increase that, increase, increase, increase the way they go about doing that. And how can they, okay, fine. I got this show right now, but how can I double it? Why I got two shows like this so we can keep doubling from that point on to expand your area. So some things we try to show them, like it's like don't look at it as, oh, it's a huge task. Let's take it one bite at a time, and then, and gradually increase that. That's right, one step at a time. I love it. And I want to switch gears and ask some 
business related questions yeah. of any industry. Music might be one of the toughest to succeed in today. Why create a business serving artists? Well, to be honest, it was it was it was never set out to be quote unquote a business. It was set out first to us uh, to help people. And in the process, we realized that, okay, we may need to turn this to a business so we can keep helping people. Um, so, you know, I spend hours on the phone with artists I work with, either those I manage or those I just knew that was artists and just give them advice on what they should do and how they should do it. And it just, you know, it just people need this information. So we have to keep the lights on. So <laughs> we like, well, to do this, we have to charge some kind of fee uh, so we can provide the best information. So it wasn't originally thought as to be a business. We just kind of like figured out, okay, we got to make some money doing it. And and I just met some creative people that was good what they did. And so we brainstormed and, okay, fine, how can we make this a very viable tool, right? We know we need to make money, but let's make sure it's a very viable tool for the people we're creating it for. And that's what we feel we did. Mm -hmm. That could be a viable teaching point for entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs that are listening because many times we go in with the idea of creating a business, something that makes money for ourselves. But if we start with the idea of serving others and adding value to them, then in a sense, money just chases you down. So the opposite approach doesn't always work where we're always thinking about ourselves and how much money we can make. But when we think about others and how we can add value to them, then we have something that people might find a lot more value in. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Now we're in the information age and knowledge is becoming commoditized. How do you build interest in your business when one of the main things you offer is educational content? Well, the part about that is, is, is a little tricky. Uh, <laughs> what we do, we kind of like set a curriculum up um, for the beginning. Uh, as like right now is, is our platform. Um, it's still free for right now, but January 1st, we moved to a paid paid platform. Yeah. Um, but what we do now is just we kind of like sit you in a course path of where you're at if you're like brand new. So we get you to begin lessons first. And then later on, we drop those to have a little more experience. And we do that by asking questions about where you're at in the process, what should we help with and things like that. So we kind of like examine things like that. Then we suggest certain courses for you to take. Now, you do have people like Lynn.com that do, do the same that teach as well. Uh, but we're more music focused and we just simply focus on the business side of it. And then we then tie it to the analytics to show what you learn for social media wise, how to apply that to your social media. And then once you start seeing that, the uptick in that, and then we show you how, okay, now let's see how you can grow your fan base and we show you how to grow your fan base. So we kind of like ticket that we teach you the process as well. The education part is just the part that to get you familiar with the lingo, right? Of what's going on in the music business. But the most important thing that we teach is process. And I would imagine one of your value propositions there is just the fact that you're offering something that has been curated and carefully crafted. You could spend years, decades, doing all your research and finding books and going to the library and Googling and finding Wikipedia articles and all kinds of blog posts out there. And really what I think something like your platform offers as well as, you know, my book is the fact that all this knowledge has been curated and thought about and researched and combed over so that other people like artists don't have to do go through that entire process of spending 
the next decade or two building their music career and learning, you know, the ups and downs along the way or the learning everything by trial and error. So I would imagine that's one of the things that helps artists as well. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Like, it's, like you said before, like go, let's go through the process of finding information, putting it in one location, you writing your book and going through all the experience you went through. All we're doing is offering our life experience and things that we have experienced in this industry and and just saved off some time, right? Yes. We just saved off some time for you. Like we, now you don't have to spend all these years just researching. Now you can start learning and use that time we saved you and put it towards the process because it's still the process. Like you still, cause you read your book or take out courses that don't mean, Oh, now I can go start already making a hundred thousand dollars a year. No, that's not what we're saying. You still have to go through the process to get to that, right? You got to perform in front of three people first before you perform in front of 30 people. So that's the process that, that we like to instill people in. Like if it's something that you truly love and truly want to do, and this is what you want to do with your life, it's like any other career. You don't start at the top. You still start in an entry-level position. And you still got to work yourself up. And what are some of the biggest struggles you've encountered as an entrepreneur? It's, it's, it's two parts. First is just letting people know that the idea that we have is a viable idea, right? And for people to stop looking at, oh, it's the music business. It don't make money. And I'm like, that's, that part's not true, but okay, right? So that one is something to get over. The other part was just, you know, fundraising. Uh, it's another issue that you face as an entrepreneur. And but but um, above all of that, it's just people just hiring the right team. Like that is the most uh, difficult part, you know, and I do. We did get lucky and we hired a couple key people right off the top that was passionate, you know, you know, we have very passionate conversations in the office because we're all passionate about music uh, and we're all passionate about putting out the best product. So we'll have a conversation for hours about color scheme, right? Uh, debates back and forth, like here's the right color scheme and our UX person, you know, going back and forth, our creative director in the beginning. And now that they didn't worked out their flow, like the flow is easier now, right? So it's personnel and then it's just the time to let everybody gel together and having that patience. I have an article on the website called 21 Ways I've Made Money in the Music Industry. So to your point, I think there are many ways, whether you're an artist or an engineer or you're in the music industry in some other capacity, there are so many ways to make money in the industry that people tend to overlook. And to your point about making a team. I mean, I could see that being a real challenge and a struggle, especially when you're somebody that has a, had a hand in creating the business and you have a vision for it and you want to see it move to a certain level and you need people around you that support that vision and get behind it. Nobody will be invested as you are ever, but you want people that are just as passionate. And I could see how that could be a big challenge. Yeah, and you, you are exactly right. Nobody be more invested than you are. That's right. Because you still up at night worrying about, is this the right thing? Yeah, totally agree with that. <laughs> yeah, I've been there for sure. Yeah. 
On the flip side, what are some of the biggest victories you've experienced as an entrepreneur? Uh, my team. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the day, like everything else kind of like falls in place. As long as your team believe in the vision that you're trying to take it, because as an entrepreneur, you know, with any company, the main thing that you run to is funding, right? That's going to always be an issue trying to, especially in when the days of where we are right now, when, you know, you have to have this free, this free part first of the platform to get people used to it. So now you go through that part, trying to figure everything out. And once you figure those things out, you know, you might miss a couple of things or may fall behind on certain bills or a case may be, but your team, your team will constantly work through those obstacles for you because they believe in you. Mm -hmm. So definitely my team is the best team because you're going to have up and downs as a company, you know, as long as your core team is there to, to go through these times with you and encourage you. And then they know the work that you're doing is viable work. Then you'll be okay. I've heard some entrepreneurs say the most gratifying thing is when an employee goes and innovates on their own and comes up with a solution that is just perfect for the business. Maybe something that you wouldn't have come up with yourself. So I could see how having a great team in place would make a tremendous difference. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you on that. Cause I, I, I to, to that point, when we initially start to uh, look for a team to help us build band basher, right? We interviewed a couple of UX people and the encoders and back end guys. And, you know, one guy suggested us that we should be the Google of the music industry. And I'm like, that's not what we do. You know what I mean? Like we already have Google. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> to become Google of the music industry doesn't really make sense. And it wasn't until we actually met our UX designer, Alex, our director, and, and we was talking about the music business. I was telling him about some of the problems and he was like, we should sell, we should do that. We should teach them. I'm like, teach them. Like, yeah, teach them the music business. He's like, let's make courses. Let's make videos and teach them the music business. And I was like, that's different. Hmm. I can see that. That was something we're thinking about, you know, as a core thing. I was more like, hey, if somebody asks questions, I'm going to ask questions for them and answer them, put them in the right direction. I just want to connect. He was like, no, we should teach them. And and that was like a light bulb moment for us. Well, OK, perfect. Let's just let's teach them. And so henceforth, everything else, like we tied on analytics and stuff like that. So it was like, yeah, totally agree to that point. It's great when your team come up with something you want to think about. It's awesome. And, and because like so many opportunities tend to come your way when you're getting started and you might not even know exactly what direction to head in. But over time, maybe you see, begin to see certain things gain traction or like you said, somebody comes to you with an idea that makes a lot of sense based on your experience and knowledge. So that is one of the challenges of being an entrepreneur, but also one of the fun things. Yes, I totally agree with you on that. Are there any books that have inspired and helped you on your journey? And if not, are there any blogs and podcasts that have? Um, blogs, I do read Growth Hackers a lot. I'm really all about the Growth, growth Hackers blog. Mm -hmm. um, I do like the Kevin Lau's uh, Intern and President, Making It Happen. Uh, I like that book. 
Uh, it's like Damian Jones book. Uh, Damian is the guy that started FUBU, uh, The Power and No. Mm. Uh, it's a great book I like. Uh, I haven't read. Uh, but most of the time, it's just really the growth hackers. I'm on that a lot. Um, podcasts. Um, I, I listen different podcasts. It's not, I'm not saying it's one in particular one that you know that that I listen to. That like, okay, I get information from. I'm more of a reader mm-hmm. more than anything. So, but yeah, I like the growth hacker thing. Like they have a lot of great, a lot of great case studies that, from what I'm in trying to do, like, oh, okay, like the story of Slack and things like that was amazing. That's great. A couple of resources for people to check out. And we like to geek out a bit on this show. So what tools and apps are you using to run your business? Oh, hands down, Intercom. Like, Intercom is amazing. Uh, uh, it is the best tool that we have right now. Of course, we use Slack in our offices for just for interacting and doing things and keeping people up to date. Uh, but Intercom, we use just for customer engagement. Uh, we're starting to dabble with Heap a little bit as well uh, for us, you know, reading and understanding analytics. So, yeah, we use a couple a couple things. Uh, and I'm sure if we was talking to my design team, they'd probably have a thousand more <laughs> that we're using. <laughs> but for me, those are the ones I'm using. Definitely Slack and Intercom. I love Intercom. Yeah, communication being a critical part of your business. And, of course, yes. your team members. Makes sense that those would be a couple of picks that you would select yes well it's been a great conversation is there anything else i should have asked uh no uh but you can follow us on all our social media uh instagram facebook is all band basher um and yeah you have any artists that's or people that manage artists or uh or moms or fathers listen to the show and their kids want to be in the music industry Please log on to bandbasher.com and and start familiarizing yourself with just to what this industry is about. Because if your kids love it and you support them and you're backing them, or if you're a friend and you have a friend that's a, a, you feels a great musician or a great artist, then you need to learn this so you can help them out. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for your time and for your generosity to Carlos. Hey, Dave, thanks so much, man, for having us on board. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Make sure to go to musicentrepreneurhq.com for show notes and other goodies. And leave us a review in iTunes to help us spread the word. 